1: I was at a party and a guy i was taught in this like a group of people and i was like that man doesn't see me and he reached out and put his hand tried to put his hand through me like he like went to shake someone's hand and just was like oh i didn't see you there and i was like i knew
0: it it's like how can you fucking not it's so
1: weird I know, i'm six feet tall and out to her pregnant but he, i wasn't useful to him wow. or interesting <laughs> y'all welcome back to another
0: episode of awkward sex in the city i hope you're good i hope you're feeling good i hope you're loving life i hope whatever is going on is what should be going on and if it's not that you know that what you want is right around the corner or what you need is right around the corner i don't know why i feel like i always have to start off being like "Mm, let's be super positive because like who fucking knows right like that's toxic if anything um but here we are. That's where I went. This is where we're going. Um, this episode, I got to sit down with Sarah Hartshorn again. And the last time she was on the podcast, uh, we talked about it. We're pretty sure she gave birth like literally like the next day. Um, so we talk a lot about pregnancy again. Have you noticed there's been a trend with like pregnant and or just been pregnant women on my pod? Because I don't know if you do this, but when 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 change is afoot, Right around the corner for me. I, I like to dive deep, in that I want all the information I can, uh, whether good, whether bad, whether right or wrong. So then. I feel as if I have some control of this impending change that is coming up. And so that is exactly what I have been doing. And it kind of hit me recently that I've been doing that. Um, But also I find all of these women so important and so interesting. And I was really excited to have Sarah back on because I, you know, followed her, you know, pregnancy journey online and, and just such a cool person, such an inspirational person. And that like, she just fucking does it. And she just fucking says it. And I'm so down for that type of energy. And so I have to say, I do feel like in this episode, I think I personally go a little bit um, deeper than I, I do. I have in the past about like some of my fears and, and some of my hiccups, uh, a big one. And I think I've always been afraid to talk about it out loud because you're not supposed, it always feels like you're not supposed to, but talking about weight gain, especially in pregnancy and just having gained weight in general. And we go into that a lot um, at the end of the episode and just, you know, maybe a general trigger warning if like, you know, weight, um, dieting, stuff like that can be triggering. And it like legit can, you know, I find it, if I'm around people that are talking like crazy about diets, it's uh, anxiety inducing because, you know, you've worked so hard to get away from that. Like just not where I want to be with my body and, and things like that. And Long story short, I have gained 40 pounds, uh, let's say 40 pounds since dating Erin um, in the past like eight years. And it's kind of yo-yoed. It's gone up and down because I've done what? Dieting. Um, but now I've hit a spot where not dieting, I've stopped dieting since I did Whole30 back in 2020 um, and have, have had to learn what eating healthy looks like while not losing weight. And I think when you have been inundated and you have been on a diet majority of your life, it is a really weird clusterfuck. Um, and we go really into it. And and just, you know, I have a very big fear of gaining weight while pregnant. I have only said it to a couple of people. Uh, I said it on the podcast in this episode. You'll, we'll talk about it more. Uh, I do apologize. There is a uh, helicopter going above me, but I think you're just going to find this really interesting. And I can't wait to hear what you think. And maybe you uh, feel the same way too, or you don't, or you're in a different place right now with, uh, that part, you know, and that's okay. You can follow Sarah at Sarah B. Hartshorn on all the social medias. And I can't wait to think, I can't wait to hear what you think about this episode. See you on the other side. So the last time I think we talked, I think the next day you gave birth. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you were pretty... like very, very close.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I had, I was so convinced. I probably said this. I was so convinced I was A, going to go past my due date. And I was pretty sure it was going to be July 4th. And she was born June 30th on her due date. She was born at 1.30 AM. She made it like an hour and a half in. Um, wow. So Yeah. And I had so much stuff scheduled on her due date. I had like a uh, a pedicure, I had a podcast, another podcast recording, I had a show uh, with Luisa Diaz, and I had to. I spent like the first fourteen hours of labor being like, "I'm so sorry, I have to cancel. I'm in active labor right now." <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did. I did. I did. Uh, I had a baby. <laughs> Um didn't you perform (laughs) too? Like didn't you I went into yeah, I went into labor right either during or after a set. Yeah. Um
0: what does that feel like? Is it like how like is it like how you can tell your like tampon has overflowed? All of a sudden like your vag kind of feels really open and you're like, oh
1: something's going on down no, there I didn't feel any of that also well so I was in labor. it's it's different for everyone but I was in labor for 28 hours so Jesus. it was like yeah I know um but so it was kind of more gradual for me so like I was just like uncomfortable and I was like uh, I think I even said something in the set but then I was like oh I, you know I'm I'm like pregnant I, I was like I'm uncomfortable months along or th- I can't remember I had a more clever way of saying it at mm-hmm. the time but I was just like I'm stupid pregnant. Um and that's what I would say on stage because I had like hit the point where when you see someone like there's no denying that they are pregnant and they look like they're gonna tip over I was that pregnant. And I'd hit that a couple weeks before and um so yeah it just felt like I couldn't get comfortable for like a while where I was just like <sighs> And then I went home and it was late. It was like a late show. So I like tried to go to bed and then I was lying there and I was like, "Mm." but at the end of pregnancy, you like, everyone says like, oh, you're going to be so hungry and so tired. You're so hungry and so tired because you can't eat or sleep. Mm -hmm. You can't eat more than like anything the size of a fist because the baby is like up to your boobs. Oh my God. And so you're, there's no room in your stomach. So you have to have these tiny, so like you're always hungry because you can eat this tiny amount and then that's it and you can you like you can sleep at the time I thought I wasn't sleeping <laughs> <laughs> now I know that it was actually it was okay sleep like, <laughs> but you do get up to pee all the time and like hmm. um so I was like okay is this like normal super pregnant can't sleep or is this like something else and then it was I was like oh no I'm like uncomfortable like I was like oh there's like something happening and you feel it feels I I felt it's called back labor my back hurts. Um, some people feel it like like uh abdominal cramps and some people feel it Mm -hmm. in the back um and I felt it in the back and then I was like and then yeah um and then I don't know if you've ever been to a chiropractor where they like put electrodes on your back and kind of gently zap the muscles
0: Mm -mm. I've never been to a chiropractor before actually
1: some chiropractors have this thing where they put these little electrodes on your back and they like zap the muscles and it feels good you know it's like you they the electrodes like tense the muscles so your body relaxes them Mm -hmm. is the idea I think I'm (laughs) I'm like but so I had those and I I put those on my back and it was amazing it like your, it's like your brain my brain was like oh there's extra there's like so much going on that it like can't process it so I didn't feel the contractions oh okay Um, so for like hours, my husband would only know there was a contraction because he'd feel me click the device to turn it up. I'd go like, and he was like, "Are you having a contraction?" And I was like, "Wait, evet, wait, wait, yes."
0: Because <laughs> you did a home birth too, it, yes. right? So you had like all your stuff, you like all your creature comforts.
1: Yeah, which truly, like, I know I'm a big hippie, but so recommend. Because hospitals suck. And like, I don't know. Yeah, we were just at home, I could eat. Well, I couldn't eat because I, my body was not into it. But some people are like really hungry and want to eat. And you can't do that if you're at the hospital. And, And so yeah, you could, I could drink as much water as I wanted. And yeah, just like hang out in bed. Yeah, for like a while. My midwives were like asleep on my couch and I was like chilling <laughs> in the bed because it was such a long labor and they were like, okay, you're, it's going to be a while. Oh. Um, but it doesn't make, they didn't make sense for them to leave. So we were all just kind of like hanging out. I did throw up a lot, but that was. From from the pain or like from. Oh, no, it was a weird hormonal thing. I mm. think um, I had, it's like I've had, I get nauseous when I PMS sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a very extreme version of that, which makes sense because mm-hmm. a lot of hormones. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I did, I couldn't keep anything down, which did kind of, that was like the worst, honestly, that was the worst part.
0: I, um, yeah, I have like a huge fear of throwing up. Like, I I think, I, I don't know how I was telling it recently, but the last time I've thrown up sober was like in second grade. Any other time wow. I've thrown up, it's been cause I've been drunk and I'm like, okay, let's just get it over with. Um, yeah, but I am very afraid of that part for pregnancy and childbirth.
1: I am I was pretty afraid of it and then I don't know why it like wasn't as bad as I thought like it happened I had morning sickness mm-hmm. I don't and I was I, I was super I think we've talked about this. I was I. I was so afraid of throwing up that I did not I've only thrown up from drinking like once oh wow and I've been so drunk that I probably should have mm-hmm. but I am so stressed about it that I kind of like okay like hold it in um, yeah and I like don't listen to my body piece. it's not good um hope I I yeah but um but I don't know why it like wasn't that bad until labor labor did suck and I was throwing up a lot but like I think also I don't know I had a year in New York where I got thrown up on by other people oh my god so so much it, ha- it wasn't even just in New York we went to New Orleans for New Year's and a waitress at Cafe Du Monde threw up on us at four in the morning mm. I think she'd been, like been out partying this is as much as who knows <laughs> I think she'd been out partying and then had to go to work mm-hmm. and she like threw up on my husband and I oh my we god just like, that just happened Shit! Yeah. Sh- oh my god Whew. I don't even know if we no we must have paid because I think you pay when you get this stuff but we like ran out of there and it was really cold and I'd only brought one coat and it was like <laughs>
0: it was just covered oh no
1: like just it was like just the arm but enough you know yeah it was a weird year I had a weird couple years where I just kept like someone threw up on me on the train oh my Um,
0: god that has to mean uh, something
1: I know I think it was the universe being like you gotta face this fear like you gotta (laughs) and like
0: you don't know what's coming you gotta get used to this uh you're gonna have Um, someone throwing up on your arm
1: a lot coming a lot yeah and then i have knock on wood i don't even want to say anything to jinx it but i have like i had the least pukey baby oh my god amazing yeah she did she i think she did like once wow and that was it yeah i've been i've been super lucky yes not not very spit uppy, very little reflux so i don't know oh wow okay okay that's yeah yeah got i think the yeah because now you're like in the thick of it now
0: she's like over a year old yeah Mm -hmm. how and she's over a year old how uh what do you love and like what do you hate
1: (laughs) I mean I was just talking about this with my therapist about how like I read this article about how it's like easier to share the bad stuff Mm -hmm. especially with other parents where you're like this is happening to you too right Mm -hmm. because a it's like a, a way of bonding um and also I think like I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of easier to bond over negative things. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, trauma Um, bonding for sure. Feel yeah, and you don't want to feel like you're gloating ever. Mm -hmm. But I I I have been so so lucky, and a lot of it is just that I'm so so privileged that like we can you know afford a nanny and um, three days a week, which isn't like enough (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get all the work that I have done. But I'm like squeaking it in, you know. And it is. I think also. Because I waited until I was so sure. Mm -hmm. And I like... I don't know. I read about every bad thing that could happen for so long that I think I... I don't know. I I was like so scared. I I, like knew I wanted kids, but I was so scared of it for so long Mm -hmm. that I really had to like work. I I really like worked through that. I read... read, If I saw an article that was like, here are the 10 things no one talks about during pregnancy. I was clicking. Mm -hmm. I, I had... And eventually I was like, okay, okay. Even with all this, even with all this terrible knowledge that is like in my head, I think I want to do this. So then I think when it actually happened, like, yeah, it's insane. And I've been sadder and I've felt like more alone and angrier and and every every emotion has I have felt more than I'd ever felt in my life. Mm -hmm. But I so much have this knowledge of like this is the thick of it. This is the this is the part, these are the years. Mm That it's like, I don't know, like, um, I love that you do get eased into a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been very surprised, like, okay, so you have the baby, right? And then everybody, the whole time you're pregnant, everybody says, oh, sleep well, you can. It's about to get so much harder. It's about to get so much harder. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So even when I was like, you know, just miserably pregnant, the last month is just like, so bad. you just waddle around and... Like you're
0: like, how do you even wipe your ass? I was asking my friend that the other day. Cause like when I'm bloated, just bloated, it's like so hard no. for me to like get back I have there. I had a
1: bidet. Mm. Yeah, I got a bidet because like did I get it while I was pregnant maybe no I think I got it before but it was clutch mm. um and I actually even had a little travel one in my purse because it was like so uncomfortable yeah it's this little thing and you just squirt your butt and it's great I mean I love that oh, luxury it's in my purse um and I'm dread d- someday someone is going to be like what is that and I'm going to have to be like oh I spray my ass with it but <laughs> hasn't happened yet um I could see my mother-in-law looking at it once and I was like don't do it don't do it Mom, <laughs> please don't ask me I'm not ready I'm not ready to have we're we're getting so much closer and I love it so much but I'm not ready I'm not ready for this conversation so just it. yet <laughs> yeah but then like so you have the baby and then you're not pregnant anymore mm-hmm. which like rules <laughs> like that's so great to and, hear to be
0: honest because I thought it'd be like because it, it it is like You know, I, I'm not even pregnant yet. I'm, people just know we're, we're starting to try and the amount of advice that people want to give you unsolicited, that is horrifying and unfounded. I think majority of the times that like, I was like, shit, am I just going to miss being pregnant? Like, am I going to have this baby and then be miserable for the rest of my life? no not for one second
1: and I didn't hate being pregnant I didn't like you know because mm-hmm. you hear people who are like oh my god I love being pregnant it was the best part of my life and I didn't feel like that but I did also you also hear people who are like I hated being pregnant it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me and then it got worse because I had the kid and it's like oh well fuck like and I didn't feel like that either I was like eh. a lot of it kind of sucked and I was super uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like I had like I, you know I feel like every pregnancy has like something that makes it even a little worse than the average. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone has like you, like my friend right now is had morning sickness way into her second trimester. Ooh. That sucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And that's like what they, they don't, everyone says like, Oh, first trimester, then it stops. And she was like, Nope. So, you know, and I had my thing was that I had fibroids and they it's super grim but they died like the my body they shifted in a way where they weren't getting blood anymore mm-hmm. and so they like died and it was super painful and for two days i just couldn't move oh my god oh my god yeah it sucked but then like then it, i don't know so that you know so it wasn't like great and it wasn't the worst thing i don't you know
0: yeah i mean i think that's very like a very fair um description of it all. And what's so crazy too is like, you know, pregnancy is in so many ways awful. But then I don't know if it's just women are just so strong that they're like, yeah, you just, you just do it. And what you just kind of do. And I don't know if you had this happen to you, but the amount of advice I've gotten from men has been ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't want to hear from you unless a baby came out of your penis. Like I don't want to hear from you.
1: Well, and they they're like, oh, I'm in the club because my wife did it. It's like no Mm -mm. you got to sit in on meetings Mm -mm -mm you're not in the club you're not
0: in the club and just like i remember talking about with someone like uh my plan for my job after and i was like i want to do like x y and z so hopefully we can like for a second you know not have to pay for child care just yet because what I'll be doing will be like emails from home basically and yeah. this guy was like it's not gonna work and I'm like who the fuck are you I have friends running a business who didn't even take maternity leave like oh I'm so sorry I'm Same. so yeah you run a fucking business you're writing a fucking book and it's like where the audacity of these people with penises that I'm like until you go through what we go through even just a period fuck off i don't want to hear from you like ever yeah it like set me off one day
1: sorry go on most of the men no no i I think it's so hard that like most of the men who've had heart attacks are boomer men because part of me is like i don't want to talk to you until you've had because they say that like a period is like a heart attack Mm -hmm. like that's For like, you know, bad menstrual Mm cramps are on par. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, if you've had a heart attack, I can trust that you've experienced (laughs) this level of pain. And if you haven't, then I don't. Maybe you have. Maybe you absolutely have. I'm sure, you know, lots of men experience lots of pain. I get that but I can't trust it <laughs> I can't, and I can't trust you. And
0: even like with a heart attack though, like everything stops, right? Like you gotta go immediately mm-hmm. to the hospital. Bad menstrual cramps. No, we expect this report done. We expect you mm-hmm. to perform and we expect you to do whatever and smile the whole fucking time and pretend like everything's yeah. a-okay. Um, yeah. I get very, very upset. I don't, somehow, I don't know where it comes from. It's like a little triggering to talk about pain with men. Um, and even like when I got like my IUD out just to, to start, um, uh, my husband was going to wanted to walk with me to the to the like the office. And I was like, no, like I need to like mentally prepare myself for this pain. And it wasn't painful. Thank God. It was actually super simple. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I literally coughed and she like just pulled it out. Um, it was wild. But he was like, I think he was like a little upset because uh, he wanted to be there. And I was like, I hear you. And I really love that you wanted to be there. but like you don't understand like some of the pain and like what we have to do. Like we just people with um, vaginas and uteruses have to do to get ready to experience that pain. Like, yeah, I, and, and I'm going to take, I I just can't hold your hand through that while I'm holding my hand out through that,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't because also we're trained to worry about other people's feelings mm-hmm. And so even if he wasn't trying to make it about him, like Mm -hmm. I know that for me anyways, a lot of times my brain makes it about him, Mm -hmm. even if that's not like helpful for either of us, that's how I'm conditioned. So that's what I'm going to do. No, absolutely. Um, Same, 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 same. I will say pregnancy also super helps with that because and labor because you can't, you just can't Mm -hmm. like, and I was really worried. My husband was also amazing. Like he was just like very good and did all the research and really was like. Like, he knew all the phases and what to expect. And so I never, like, had to explain anything or, like, he just was, like, he very much was, like, I am the supportive player. And that's my whole role. And I, and he was, like, he really got that. Um, and even when, so every, it, during labor, everyone hits a point where they're, like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And that usually means that you're about to, like, crown and things are about to, like, really happen. Oh. And it had been so long, and I kept being like, "Is this it? Is it? Am I? Am I hitting it? I do feel like I don't want to do this anymore." And he was like, "I don't." He was like super gentle, but he was like, "I don't think so. I don't think so." And then it happened, and I was like, "I cannot do this. I cannot do this." And they were like, "Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes." And I was like, "Fine. You're right. I absolutely can. I don't want to. I don't want to do this." And he was like, "Okay, but remember, this means we're towards the end." And I was like, "No, it doesn't, because I don't want to do it. It's not that I can't. I can do it. I don't want." And he was like, "Totally. Totally. 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 Totally." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I think this might be it.
0: <laughs> and that makes me like, so no. that makes me so happy too that to hear like there is this group of men that are really starting to get it and really starting yeah. to know how to actually be there without like you know causing this extra mental load. Um yeah. and then there's times where you're like, oh, I thought you were that type of person. And it turns out you're not um like not not Aaron, but like watching like other people and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's always like a little scary for me when you're like. You see other dynamics, and you're like, "Is this just what we all turn into? Like, how how will this work? Um,
1: It's so scary." mm -hmm. And yeah, you hear horror stories, and I don't know. We've got to find better outlets for people that have traumatic birth experiences because we've got to stop. You got they have to stop talking to pregnant people about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that was the thing is, or when you're trying, I'm sure it's the same. Where people are like, "Oh, I tried for two years, and then I had the worst pregnancy," and then and it's just like it's like it's like, oh, you want to be in this club? Let me, I, I, I I need to tell you about my experience. And I think that's because we don't have good outlets mm-hmm. for it. Like, and I just, I remember like, sometimes someone would be like, oh, let me tell you about my experience. And I would be like, actually, oh, <laughs> <little> full up. <laughs> like I've, I've, full. I've hit my quota. Yeah. I've hit my, I'm literally full of another person. So I got no room. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a good point. I haven't really heard from good pregnancies. But I think it's like what you're saying, though, like good pregnancies kind of go under the radar because people aren't going to be like, I'm having the best time of my life. This isn't how I'm going to like, you know, bond with you. Because I think one thing women like to do is protect each other. So by and this is just my theory, but just by being like, "Okay, this is what happened to me just to brace yourself. The intention is good, but it's like, oh, are we making this worse? Like what?
1: Uh, yeah we don't want to lie we don't want to sugarcoat things but then also I will say like I also think even if you have a quote-unquote good pregnancy it's still like kind of horrific yeah like you still I had okay I had a great other than other than the vomiting um I had a home birth nothing went wrong everything was lovely like Mm -hmm um oh well okay one small thing went wrong but it was like fine um my midwife was able to deal with it mm-hmm. and it was just that my placenta didn't like come out like it's kind of supposed to mm-hmm. Um, and then it did it was like and it was like fine and not a big deal and it was horrifying mm-hmm. like I lost so much blood like the amount of blood that they had you like because you do that's what happens that was super normal
0: whoa I didn't know that yeah
1: it, yeah you lose a ton of blood um Even if everything goes like it's supposed to. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Like they, when, and they'll, you know, if you do a home birth or if you're in the hospital, they like prep you. And, um, and like, even if you have a really good pregnancy Mm -hmm. and everything goes like it's supposed to, the baby pushes up on your lungs and your stomach, that's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Even in, there's no scenario where that's comfortable. So I think it's also like good pregnancies go under the radar because what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I will say like, I, there were things that I did love about being pregnant. It was the most fascinating. And then having a baby too, it is the most fascinating sociological experiment that I have ever done. Like the way people treat you is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get enough of it. And honestly, that was the one thing that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss that. Like, I, I, I'm so glad I'm not pregnant lying on my stomach, just being able to like get up without like (laughs) <laughs> Jesus all right and it's happening and yeah being able to go to the bathroom I mean after birth that's a whole thing but that's just a couple of days like mm-hmm. and even then even when I was like having like just it's, it's horrifying it's a fucking horror show but like I like lowered myself onto the toilet and I like braced in the way that I had been doing and then I was like oh I can just sit Oh, yeah. And then I lose a ton of blood, but I, I can just sit. <laughs> like, I can just sit quietly to pass these clocks. Like. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is so, I mean, like, did you feel like people right after treated you differently, like immediately after?
1: I was really afraid they would. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to miss that. Like, I'm going to miss, you know. And But then you have this baby mm-hmm. and everybody treat, and it is slightly different, but it's still, everybody treats you like, oh, it's so hard to describe because it was so fascinating, like, because in some ways, when you're pregnant, or when you have a baby, you're slightly more visible, right? People give you a seat mm-hmm. on the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, people like just literally have to make room for you. Because like, towards the end, I wasn't getting out of the way for anybody. I was mm-hmm. like, if I was walking, I had a path. and I couldn't. <laughs> uh, you're not getting two steps what I'm going to lean. Absolutely not. No, you got momentum. Lean my shoulder so you can get no. no. <laughs> like, I'm I was just like a tank walking down the sidewalk (laughs) and also like because I also was like I know walking a lot for some reason oh it's because it's good to stay active but I think also to like try and get the baby to come I was like walking Mm -hmm. so I was just walking and I was just like plodding around um but and like going to shows and stuff but I was like but then also you are sort of invisible because men don't want to have sex with you Mm. And it was so wild to see what it was like to exist in that world. Mm -hmm. And like men don't care about women that they don't want to have sex with, but they're sort of supposed to care about you. So they're sort of supposed to give you a seat, but they don't really care that you're there or that you're alive. Like it was fast. I was at a party and a guy, I was taught in this, like a group of people. And I was like, that man doesn't see me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I don't think that man knows I'm here. And he reached out and put his hand, tried to put his hand through me. Like he like went to shake someone's hand and just was like, oh i didn't see you there and i was like i knew it.
0: it's like how can you fucking not it's so weird i'm six
1: feet tall and out to her pregnant but i wasn't useful to him Wow, or interesting and i'm sure he would have like gotten out of the way if he'd seen me on the sidewalk but like other than that i like didn't exist Mm -hmm. and it was it was so lovely like and then when you when you have like the fresh fresh baby Mm -hmm. people are the same way Mm -hmm. where you're slightly more visible people see the baby but you're kind of slightly less visible in certain mm-hmm. ways and i don't know about you but people have always told me when i if like or like one thing that like i hear as like a refrain is oh you'll miss cat calling when it's gone mm-hmm. i didn't miss it for a second mm-hmm. i haven't like i no and i it happens occasionally now but not a lot and not when i'm with the baby and i i don't miss it at
0: all no i haven't been cat called in a bit um probably because i've gained like 40 to 50 pounds and so yeah so it's like I just kind of don't get catcalled anymore and kind of like what you're saying like I feel like a lot of people don't want to have sex with me anymore um not that I'm not that neither one of us isn't hot but it's just like we don't now fit this like specific um role I guess or like ideal anymore
1: and not actually trying to yeah but yeah and it's like it's not that I don't want to feel sexy or desired Mm -hmm. but it's just like I don't know like it's not that i don't want to feel sexy or desired and i i do in the ways that i want to and in way, like if i make it hap- like i i have to sort of work for that mm-hmm. right like or you know or not like my husband's around and he like does really great work there too but like i don't know it's like it's like i'm secret hot you know what i mean when i like put it all together and mm-hmm. I like guss it up and get the girls up and out then it's like okay i am i am ready to be perceived i have done the work to like mm-hmm. put myself out there and I don't know. I just feel like I didn't realize everyone was like, oh, you'll miss it when you're gone. You're going to want to, you're going to miss catcalling. And I was like, no, I think women do sometimes, or I don't want to generalize, but for me anyways, I do want to be sexy and desired. But for me, catcalling was like, it was like a bandaid for internal bleeding. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If I don't feel desired and I get catcalled, that doesn't help.
0: Yeah. And catcalling too also to me was, you know, it wasn't really like, oh, I like this. It was like, oh, do I need to worry about this person? What type yes. of catcalling is this? Is this gonna be like yeah. that guy that I flipped him off and then he ran across the street because I offended him after he catcalled me? Or is this gonna be like a nothing thing? You're anytime I was catcalled, yeah. I was on edge. Um Yeah. And then COVID happened. And so then me and Aaron were walking everywhere together. And so I'm never going to get catcalled with a man there because they respect the right. man. Um, and I'm, you know, t- essentially like property now. And Fun. and then and then I was working remotely too. And then all of a sudden just gone, you know, like I wasn't out at yeah. night at much. And um agree. I don't miss it. And if it does happen, I'm immediately like on edge. I'm immediately like, what is this? Yeah, Do I need to worry?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it's it's really nice. And then also, I don't know, yeah. Then you have also have this baby who gets your attention more. Mm-hmm. And so and and also then you're like, oh, I have to worry about the baby too. Like one time a guy did like like kind of harass me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was sort of unclear whether it was like a cat call or like wanting money situation. But it I was like, Oh, this is interesting. This is different. Like mm-hmm all oh, my my instincts are not necessarily to like ignore and just like you know curl up and like try and wait for it to pass i was like that's option 1 but i was ready to be like oh i will i will murder you with my bare hands mm-hmm. like, if you fuck with my kid i was like oh this is different this is a different experience like mm-hmm. um because i have to worry about like her and what's her role in this oh god i am now suddenly dreading like cuz i think i got catcalled for the first time when i was like 11 yeah
0: it happens yeah. so young it's literally the yeah. moment you get your period because it's like your hips are starting to come in you're starting mm-hmm. to just kind of like hit that like those criteria that people are looking for it's so fucking soon and yeah in new york too the i mean i'm so happy or i'm so excited to have a kid um if we're able to have a kid um in the city like I don't want a separate oh, kid I'm so happy that they're going to yeah. be cool and like interesting I'm
1: so excited about raising a city kid but they yeah. grow up so quickly like when
0: I worked at Urban Outfitters the 13 year old women and I called them women mm-hmm. they were girls let scared yeah. the shit out of me because they yeah. just had like seen so much more than I had and I think that can be really really good in a lot of ways but it's also like I want I want my kid to be able to stay as young as possible like I don't want them to lose that either and also it's like is this even a real problem or I'm just making this up in my head and uh there's nothing to really worry about be
1: different then like Mm -hmm. you know because I'm like all right well I have however many years before I have to worry about that with my daughter I did I did I do well I do big brother big sister but she's 18 so it doesn't really it's not official through the program anymore, mm-hmm. but so I say I did, I don't mean like I stopped hanging out with her. I just mean she aged out of the program, but I, I was so excited to see that she stayed a kid for so long oh,
0: yay. and it was
1: like really reassuring. Mm-hmm. And then it was so wild. I went away for three weeks and we were texting, but we didn't talk on the phone. And then I came home and I called her and she answered the phone. And literally within seconds, I was like, it happened. She's a teenager. <sighs> And she was like 15 and I was just so excited that she like, not even just physically, just like emotionally, like she still was like, I don't know, she was super close to her mom. She was kind of naive in these like really beautiful night, like lovely ways that it made me so happy. And I was like, okay, it's possible. Like it's possible to have a kid in New York city that is like still a kid. Um, And maybe she was like, you know, young for her age until, you know, she was just like a late bloomer. but it was it was really nice and she was yeah um no
0: I love that I mean she also was still,
1: like such a sweet kid after she went through puberty but um but it was yeah it was very reassuring and like um but I also am like oh I don't know what I would do like if somebody cackled my daughter around me like and no one ever catcalled her and no one ever has when I'm around because I think I give off such an aggressive <laughs> like, just, you're just don't watching even dare. <laughs> yeah I'm like watching I'm like my eyes are on you on at, like every time we pass any man I'm like don't even like I think it's like palpable <laughs> um
0: so no I no, love not we'll see what
1: happens
0: it's um <laughs> it's so many things it's like I it just it's so many things that I feel like un- unfortunately men just don't have to think about in the way that we do because we've experienced it and yeah. they haven't and not to be so like polarizing or like men don't get it blah 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 but there are just some things that it's like we do have to worry or like we have experience. So we, 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 again, it's a little bit of protection. Um, but it made me think of too, uh, Aaron has like, I guess it's like a second cousin. She's young. She's like maybe 11 or 12 and lives in Connecticut, but she has a friend from camp that lives in park slope in a brownstone. The brownstone's fucking gorgeous. And so she comes in all the time. And, uh, she wanted to hang out with us one day. So we like walked around the park with her and, um, I think her friend had like clarinet lessons or something and that's why she wasn't with Mm -hmm. her friend and so we were just like so what did you like what have you guys gotten up to like what's going on and they were like yeah we walked around in Soho and then Mm -hmm. she took me up to her rooftop at night and we just like slept up there or like we just like stayed up there all night and I was like that's what I love like that you that kids in the city get to have this just like crazy experience and then we're like walking out of the park and she was like there's ice cream like can I buy you an ice cream and I was like no you're 11 I'm buying you this ice cream
1: oh but that's
0: adorable but like stay a child like stay yes I love how much you want to be a grown-up right now um but like stay like as 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 childlike as possible um I know and that makes me very excited and uh and they're like they're cool kids too so it's like oh here's all this evidence of like I don't know. I just think, I think growing up, we all heard like women are such bitch or girls are such bitches when they go into PMS. And and I wasn't, I was like such a great kid. And I don't yeah. know about you. Like, I think I did one I thing so. where I snuck out f- with a boy and my mom was like, don't do that again. i like, I never did it again. You know, like it was like, <laughs> I was like, I respect you. And like, yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I, I tried to sneak away once my friends were all going away without me. And I like tried to, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't think I ever did it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is weird. I think cause also we're like, we're taught to always like fear women who are younger than us. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and like, i don't know there's this idea that teenagers set trends um which they do but also like it's interesting getting older to be like oh yes okay 100 percent. teenagers do set trends but also really kind of what's happening is older people set trends and then teenagers model them Mm -hmm. like models are teenagers but they're not actually like designing the clothes they're not Mm
0: -hmm.
1: pulling any strings they're just like who it's who we like I don't know they're like the they're like the ornament on the car <laughs> yeah 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 yeah.
0: they're just who gets pictured you know they're like right. the actors of the world right like they're not yeah. the directors they're not the editors not the writers or the like yeah. the or PA. we just we just see them you know we just see Bella yeah. and like Gigi Hideo. right like, that's who we see yeah um yeah and I think the youth part is like really interesting too like I I think i have definitely starting to struggle with like my youth like knowing that I am starting to lose it and, yeah. and uh, yeah. quote unquote beauty and like how my body yeah. looks. And I don't know if you've dealt with this. Well, pro- probably, you know, with America's Next Top Model with like pictures popping up from like 10 years ago. And you're like, oh, cool. I was really hot yeah. then. Do I feel that same way? And then the idea yeah. of gaining potentially 60 pounds with a being pregnant and like how important it is to gain weight while being pregnant. And then yeah. I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm actually kind of nervous to gain weight. I, you know, I'm actually, I don't know if I'm ready for this part. And he was like, I think you need to talk to your therapist about that one because we highly recommend you really need to be okay with that part. And I was like, yeah, you're
1: right. You know? Yeah. I will. So from my experience, I I also gained, I gained like 50 pounds right before I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I was like, uh, not only like very close to what they call or what they called once and then never said around me again a geriatric pregnancy Mm -hmm. so you were like (laughs) over 35 yeah i wasn't even i was like 35 when i gave birth but for most of my pregnancy i was 34 and so they said it like one. they were like well it because you're gonna be 35 when you give birth it's technically a geriatric pregnancy and i was like i'm gonna tell you right now never again like she was like it's a dumb term and i was like then you should stop using it (laughs) And she was like, okay. Um, I also like switch doctors. I was just like not fucking around. I was like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm not doing this. Um, but then also I was, my BMI was such that they treated it as like high risk because I am overweight, even though I was super healthy mm-hmm. and like, um, and and then I only gained 10 pounds during the pregnancy. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'd gained all this weight right beforehand. So when I gave birth, my body still felt really weird to me. Oh. And it's so much like, you know, and I don't know if I would really processed, like how I felt about my body when I got pregnant. And I remember being like, I wanted to lose this weight first. Yes. I was like, I wanted to get skinny and then get pregnant. Yes. And so my therapist and I did a lot of work on like, okay, like, how how can you like care for your body and love your body Mm -hmm. even if you're not feeling great about it and like finding ways to do that um that is exactly where I am
0: like when we had to stop trying in like August I was like well you know what I guess this gives me time to lose that weight I wanted to have to gain it was like I just want to like shuffle some here so it can come back here (laughs) and it was like I'll catch myself being like this is the dumbest thing to be thinking about who fucking cares and like you're saying like how can you be healthy and it's like I probably eat the best I ever have you know actually getting what I need so it's like when will I ever accept that maybe this is where my body was always supposed to be and I'm not doing like a weird low carb diet where I eat 20 carbs a day and I'm telling myself eating like mayo on bacon is healthy you know like but I can't I just mentally have not been able to get there yet
1: It's so weird. And it is weird. I was the same way where I I was, I was eating better. And a lot of it was quarantine. We were cooking. Mm -hmm. I was on a schedule for the first time in my life. And I wasn't on a diet for the first time since I had been like 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And it it is like, it's, it is a dichotomy and it is weird that we sort of catch up like in practice before our brain gets there. Mm -hmm. Um, where I was nourishing my body I was giving it what I needed and then I was feeling weird like I was feeling bad about Mm -hmm. it um and yeah this this idea of yeah losing weight before getting pregnant we got pregnant on the first try and I kind of thought we wouldn't so I was like well I I have time Mm -hmm. and then and then I was like oh well which again very lucky like that it was wild and and um like it's great that it worked out that way but I I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have time. I'm going to have time to get everything together Mm -hmm. and make everything right. And and then I was like, Oh, well,
0: I think that phrase is like something I say a million times a day of like, I have time. Like I have time. Mm -hmm. And it's like one, a part of it's like, why do I think I have time? Why does this matter to be something that I need to have time for? And then I just think it goes back to diet culture because there is this whole like, well, if you eat healthy, you're going to be skinny. And you're gonna mm-hmm. lose weight, and then you're gonna look like this, and like be perfect. When it's really like, oh, if you eat healthy, your body's gonna get the nutrients that you need. And who knows what how your, your body's gonna react to that? Because maybe you do just yeah. have, you know, more more fat than other people, and that's
1: okay. Yeah. Um, my grandmother got dementia at the end of her life, mm-hmm. and she had been on a diet for so long, and she had starved herself for so many years that the second her mind allowed her to people actually had to kind of step in and prevent her from being in the kitchen or being around food unsupervised because she would eat herself sick oh my god just over and over again because finally her brain would let her
0: right she was like released
1: yeah if she was like released from that diet that she had been on for I mean I don't know like 60 70 years I don't know it's so sad and I remember one of the last conversations I had with her is I was like hey grandma do you want to do you want a cookie we were at a cafe we were getting lunch and she was like Sarah I didn't eat cookies for so long that I need you to know that now I always want a cookie and she was like so sweet and so intense and I was like let's have a cookie and she was like, I don't want to share it. And I was like, don't have We're not to. share it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? We're going to get three and this one's yours and this one's mine. And however much of that one you want, you can have. And it was like, it was like being with like a little kid in some ways because she was so happy and she was so excited. And it was like this really lovely moment. And I was sitting there like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, I haven't had a cookie in 60 years. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember I I told my mom about that and I think she feels differently now and it, she's come like a long way and honestly power to her for like doing all of this work on herself um, after like so many years of being so stuck in diet culture. But mm-hmm. when I told her about that, like a couple of years ago, she was like, that's going to be me. I'm never going to stop dieting. And I was like, that bums me right out like. yeah
0: because it's like you can you 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 can. you can and that makes me so sad and then there's just like all the delusion behind it too of like this is healthy and it's like they'll say like yeah. the most ridiculous like I don't eat foods that are brown and you're like do you hear yourself like do you hear what yeah. you just said like that is so dumb and that's so restrictive and you're just like but they're on yeah. their own journey and there's just there's so many times that I'm so happy I was born. Oh, wow. There's a lot of helicopters. What the fuck? Uh, sorry. Um, I I live near prospect park, but that's not going towards prospect park. And that's way more than normal. I'm sorry. Um, no, No. uh, I just, I get very excited that I, 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 we definitely got stuck in part of diet culture, but I do, I think I talked about this in last podcast. Like I do feel like our generation has really called bullshit on a lot of stuff and it's really um freeing with with childcare, pregnancy um careers diet culture even clothing of like fuck you like this isn't how things should be sized I remember I told Aaron how like pants work he was like why can't you just get the pants that you got last time that fit you like why can't you just go like 33 by blah 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 and I was like because there are no female pants that do that like you you yeah. know your size and you can always get those we will never be able to do that because it's just I know it's just
1: and even the pants that theoretically go by that waist number aren't actually correct accurate. yeah like which is wild to me like it's supposed to uh, yeah I, I also I remember that like when I found out that fat people live longer than skinny people I cried <laughs> <laughs> because I had just like I realized that I had like come a long way in my self-acceptance, but I realized I was still holding on to this. Like, well, yeah, I accept that I am worse. Mm. Like that was what, that was the framework. Yes. And I was like, no, I've totally accepted that I am just like worse and not as healthy as I should be. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's shit, not acceptance. That, that's
0: not right. That is something I have said. Like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I was like, that's, and and then to have this little chip of like, you no. Know, like it's not worse it's not better there's no morality to it at all Mm -hmm. and the systems in place that want you to think that are like actively harmful and not based in reality I was like like and not that everyone should go out and eat whatever they want and be super gluttonous and I I'm not like I'm not glorifying obesity Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that fat people live longer and whatever that makes people feel Mm -hmm. Yeah. Made me feel a lot of things.
0: <laughs> yeah. As it should, because it's just again, it's a thing that we've been told over and over again that's just like not true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but here are these literal, literal facts, these literal stats. Why do you keep lying yeah. to us? Like, why do you keep trying to keep us down when it comes to this? Because I just get so if I spiral, I just get so mad at the amount of time I think about my weight per day.
1: It's mm-hmm. wild this is and this is the thing that was so hard to explain to like like I was trying to explain to my husband I was like because we have these friends who um like part of their vows was that they were gonna like stay healthy together and it was better than I'm making it sound Mm -hmm. it wasn't like like I'm making it sound like they just like agreed to be on a diet it was like it was beautiful it was like beautiful and he was like that just seems like it might be and I was like look I gotta be honest with you like I was on a diet for 20 years and my, that part of my brain is like messed up. And so I can't, mm-hmm. that can't be part of our relationship. You can't comment on what I eat. You can't mm-hmm. really comment on my weight without it, or you can, but if you do, the repercussion is that I will cry. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's like, that's just what it is. Um, and and like explaining, yeah, just the amount of time every single day that I spend thinking of, that was the hardest thing to like, and I'm reading my diaries now from when I was on the show and it's so sad because that's all I write about. Yeah, because you're and writing so about many times that... too about it. Sorry, yeah. I didn't even cut you off. No, no. Uh, yeah. I'm writing about, I'm writing about being on Top Model and a like. All that I write, and I, I, there's so many times where I'm like, okay, but what happened that day? Where are you? Why are you just writing about what you ate? And I'm like piecing it together, trying to remember where I was when I had the meal that I'm writing about, <laughs> feeling bad about eating. It's exhausting. <laughs> I'm like, girl. Oh, man. Why is that what you're focused on? It's so sad. I'll
0: never forget. I don't know if you said it on the podcast or if it was something like a clip I saw. How you talked about how when you were on America's Next Top Model, you were considered a plus size model, but you were like a size four. Like no, I was a size eight. size eight. Still size eight. Such a normal, normal. Not all the sizes are normal. I need to change yeah. my um vocabulary. But just such a like. You're like what? So that's what we're yeah. you're feeding to people that this is plus size this is quote unquote fat yeah. I don't know like you're just like oh yeah. my
1: god and I was so thin like mm-hmm. I wasn't even just like because I, I think in my, at the time in my head I was like oh well they're thin that's what thin is ah oh, girl I was skinny mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was very angular uh, you know and but I felt so fat and it's, which I think is such a it's so sad that that's like a universal like thing mm-hmm. um And I think also that goes back to like what I was saying earlier, where it's like easier to bond over negative things. I think Mm -hmm. another, a a way that diet culture, I mean, diet culture hurts everybody, but one way, you know, that it does hurt thin people is I think it's, it's like verboten to say I am thin Mm. that can you, I, I mean, I don't know because I've never thought it. I've never believed it. Yeah. Same. But, and, and honestly, like, I, I think I was thin um when i was young but i so didn't believe it that it's like that feel even that feels weird to say and it feels like a lie mm-hmm. like my heart is like no no you're lying stop saying that mm-hmm. like that don't um but i would imagine for people who are like naturally like quite skinny like the girls on the show most of them were like naturally so so thin mm-hmm. they they wouldn't you can say like oh i'm tall skinny and gangly and awkward that's as close as you can get mm-hmm.
0: to saying thin yeah yeah
1: interesting it is true like
0: i Looking back, definitely like in high school when I was like in crazy shape, I was super thin. But you know, there was always like this number, this like unattainable number that you're taught. Um, for me, it was 110. It was like because I'm five foot two, so five foot you should be 100, and then every inch is five pounds. Which what the? Oh fuck? my god!
1: Wait, where did that come from? Because I had that exact. I think so. I was always like I should be 140, which I don't even know if that's right. Is that right? If you're five foot, you should be 100 and then five pounds with each inch So because you're five eight five i'm five eleven well actually i'm five eleven so so then that yeah it'd be like
0: 155
1: based off yeah but i always wanted to be 140 i don't know why no i just had that had that
0: number i mean it came from i think it just came from my mom like i think that's where i learned it yeah
1: where did they get it somebody told somebody told women that you were supposed to be 100 pounds and five foot Yep. somewhere
0: some cosmo article was like Drink two martinis and eat an egg at lunch, <laughs> and you'll be 110 if you're five two. And you're just like, Yeah. And then I look back. And your bones will shrink so much so, that you get to be five. So foot. much. Like, uh, so much. I remember like Kim Kardashian like posted her like bone mass, and she was like, I'm in the top percent. And then someone was like, No, you're not. No, you're not. You're actually in like this percentage, which means you're losing bone mass. And it's like, maybe get off the Ozempic. Like maybe it's going to have terrible repercussions because you lost 16 pounds. I, that's what always drives me crazy too. Is like, you, people were like, I lost weight. It was like, but what did you lose? Did you yeah. lose bone? Did you lose muscle? Like, what did you actively lose? Like, cause that's what, yeah. but we just see that number. And then again, I can't judge because I weigh myself every day, you know,
1: yeah. before and I after I poop,
0: you know, I want to know.
1: well that that's just science and that I feel that feels right to me um like I I did get rid of a scale um but it just means that I get surprised at the doctor's office and get upset so I I'm not I'm still working you know I'm trying
0: to be like I don't want to know my weight but someone forgets because there's like multiple people so you'll be like I decline like getting weighed um and then someone be like oh I see you weighed this this and you're like what or like you do get on the scale and they just like don't tell you and you're just like but don't yeah uh,
1: can we i know i've never i've never had the the strength or the like follow through to make that happen Mm -hmm. i just always when they ask me to i do um
0: yeah and i i do too sometimes because it's like is this worth a fight like you never know I also feel like it's like especially again for women like you have to like choose your battles when you're going to the doctor especially you've got something going on like the amount of times I've been yelled at by male doctors because I wanted a procedure and then it turned out I was right it's like
1: okay um and isn't it wild how differently they treat you after after I gained the weight I was like so surprised it felt very different mm. it felt like quite jarring mm-hmm. like I, I don't know I had like an ear infection and I had someone told me to lose weight and I understand that he wasn't saying like you will cure your ear infection if mm-hmm. you lose weight but it came up and I was like why is this even like yeah. yeah the
0: amount of times I went in I was having like really bad headaches for like six months straight and then I was having dizzy spells which I think ended up being Panic attacks, I think, or it could have been a type of migraine. Like, they're not, my neurologist wasn't 100% sure. But to even get to a neurologist, like to get them to approve that, I kept having people be like, We want to check you for diabetes. We think it's diabetes. We want to check you for diabetes. And I was like, I really don't think it is. I was like, Do the fucking blood test, do whatever the fuck you want. It's not. And then my, I'd be fine. They'd be like, Oh. And they'd be confused. And it's like, Because you
1: oh, that was the worst, the surprise. They're like, oh, your blood pressure is actually okay. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh, I hear like just that word is enough to be like, fuck you, mm-hmm. like, fuck you. I, st- I mentioned that I switched doctors uh, during my pregnancy. The first one that I went to, they wanted to get all this like crazy invasive genetic testing that has nothing to do with weight mm-hmm. because I was overweight. And I was like, if that's your viewpoint going in i'm eight weeks along i'm not, not i'm not playing yeah, this game with you no i'm not
0: doing that for 10 months absolutely not mm-hmm. good yeah. for you like absolutely good for you and like advocating being like you know what we're good we're good it
1: took so long i've had some so many conversations with doctors where i look back and i was like Oh, I just like kind of swallowed that and didn't or didn't even realize that it was messed up at the time. Well,
0: because we're we're kind of taught like we're supposed to trust them like they're experts and they absolutely yeah. are. They absolutely know more than us in so many subjects, but we know yeah. our bodies better. Like we know like, oh, hey, yeah. this ouchie, this isn't good or this is weird. Like, hey, I'm my body is spinning while I stand stand upright like something is wrong. Like I know. Yeah, please trust me that I this is not normal for me and then there's this weird like um confrontation with that I feel like with some doctors I for me what the moment I feel like I this feels really juicy to say I try to stay away from men doctors I try to find female doctors and usually they're they're better about it. I found one uh dude doctor that was great my husband used him and I started using him and he was amazing um but then he left the practice and they wouldn't tell us where he Uh. went and we were like why not That's so rude I think they wanted yeah. us to stay at that place um yeah but it was just like okay cool great love that yeah but yeah once you find a good doctor you're like that will just listen to you oh my oh god my god.
1: <laughs> and even just like listen and then be like yeah that sucks like mm-hmm. instead of just being like well have you tried not being a woman and it's like
0: is it your period are you on your period yeah are you pregnant um
1: yeah oh my god are you pregnant yeah uh and then yeah it's it's just wild like the the difference um of like how yeah how doctors treat you and and just I don't know Mm -hmm. um which is also part of why I ended up doing a home birth because like it's very hard to control who delivers your baby if you deliver in a hospital Mm -hmm. um even if you have a doctor that you like like if Something, you know, maybe they're on vacation, they're not available for whatever reason, yeah. Or like, um, so, uh, so I was super glad that, yeah, it was just my midwife who's amazing and like a bigger hippie than I am, um, (laughs) in every way. Everything I would be like, yeah, we're totally on the same page, and then she'd be like, yeah, I breastfed till age three, and I was like, oh, I I can't, okay, that's too, that's That's a long time, yeah, (laughs) um. Yeah, and like you know, oh yeah, home births, and then like yeah, eating the placenta, and I was like, nope, okay, see, again, it's one step too far, and I can't do that. That's <laughs> no, I'm not You're doing like, that. It's but a little thank you. Too uh, crunchy
0: for me. Like I love that for you. I love that for you. Just a little too much for me.
1: <laughs> need a little. I need a little satin with my crunch. That's too much. Yeah. Um, because um, I, I, I gave birth. I'm looking at the spot where I gave birth. I'm very crunchy, but I.
0: Can't. <laughs> Yeah. This, I truly cool. has been an amazing conversation. Um, I love how you're just so willing to go deep um, and <laughs> so quickly. And it's just, it's a really cool thing a person does. And I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you.
1: Um, oh, my pleasure. Yeah. It's compulsive.
0: It's It's compulsive. <laughs> <laughs> it's clinical. Um,
1: it's a problem sometimes, <laughs> but with podcasts, it's good. Well,
0: I and you didn't mention this in the podcast, but you're also sick, and I can't thank you enough for coming on and taking this time. And I'm just, I'm totally so happy for pleasure. you and your family. Um, thank
1: you. I'm so happy for you. Your wedding pictures, I like. Aww. They were so beautiful. You looked so beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's amazing. Um, so congratulations thank to you, you too. So much remember to
0: rate like subscribe review share download what have you awkward sex in the city you can follow us at awkward sex in city on all the socials and if you ever want to you can email me at awkward city at gmail.com and remember you can follow Sarah at Sarah B Hartshorn on the socials as well um, see you guys soon we'll talk soon what yeah okay bye